What's up, everybody? This is your host, Chris. You are now tuning in to episode 10 of Spit That Game. Listen, rivalry week in the SEC, the best week of college football for the SEC. Had some good games, had some games that had some fans upset, left some fans feeling bad, left some fans feeling scarred. I'm one of them in particular because I was there uh, in person. So tune in for the next few minutes. We're going to get into a lot of different things because there's a lot of things being said about certain things that I feel just, you know, is not true. So tune in for the next 20 to 30, 25 to 35 minutes of your time. At least you can sacrifice, fight, sacrifice that for me. This is your host, Chris. You are now tuning in episode 10 of Spit That Game. What's up, everybody? This is your host, Chris. We are back. Look, host Chris, we are back. Week 10 of college football has just gone. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. Thank God it's gone. Um, A fun-filled weekend of football. We're going to get right into it, man, because I've got a lot to talk about. I've got a lot to say, um, and I know it's going to sound like I'm being biased, but I've just got to, you know, shut up some of these opinions that I'm hearing about a certain team, and I'm pretty sure y'all know who I'm talking about. So we're going to go ahead and get into a few of these games. First game I want to talk about is the Florida Gators and the Florida State Seminoles. Florida def- Florida's defense um, played good football in that game, held Florida State to under, I want to say just under 300 yards, if not at right at 300 yards. They dominated. Kyle Trash came out. Had a good game, 30 of 41, 343 yards, three touchdowns. Emory Jones got involved in the game, 5 of 6, 47 yards for a touchdown. Florida's run game, which has been a concern all year for the Florida Gators, did not really dominate in that game. Um, They did not do much on the ground. However, Freddie Swain and Van Jefferson um, had a pretty good game um, in that game. Got reports out of Florida just recently that – Um, Felipe Franks has decided to either transfer or go into the NFL draft. No um, sure word on his decision as of yet, but he is, um, however, um, leaving Florida University. He's leaving Gainesville. We don't know if he's going to go to the NFL, which I feel like he needs at least another year in the NCAA to prove himself because I feel like Florida right now, if he was their quarterback, would not be 10-2. and And that's just my opinion. I'm pretty sure that's a lot of the other Florida Gators, uh, some of the Florida Gators fans, maybe matter of fact, majority of the fan base's um, opinion as well, that if uh, Felipe Franks were at quarterback, they would not have the record uh, that they have currently. But – um, Florida is probably going to build on this year. I, I you don't know who's – I mean, Emory Jones may be the quarterback next year. Depends on where Joey Gatewood goes. I feel Gatewood might wind up at Florida. Biggest talk is that he may end up at Kentucky University. We don't know for sure yet, but all we do know is Florida – um, is a good team right now. I have to – once we get into the talking about the recruiting, we'll talk about where they stand as of next year on the defensive and offensive side of the ball. Right now we're just trying to close out the season. The next game I want to talk about is the Clemson-South Carolina game. Um, Clemson went into that game, dominated South Carolina like they were supposed to. Trevor Lawrence had a good game. Um, 
building on keep he just keeps on getting better week by week 26 of 36 295 yards man um three touchdowns had a good game um Travis Etienne um had 51 rushing yards two touchdowns um Justin Ross went off, man. Nine receptions, 111 yards. T. Higgins, three receptions, 101 yards, two touchdowns. Justin Ross, six four, six three six four. T. Higgins around six five. Those two big receivers. South Carolina goes down. They did say they are going to stick by Will Muschamp throughout the season. In my in my opinion, I was hoping that they didn't stick by him, so Alabama can go and get a defensive coordinator for um, next year. But neither here nor there, um, you can't uh, win games off of hopes. You can't win game off of wishing somebody would lose their job. So if I sound like a butthole, forgive me. Tennessee versus Vanderbilt, really don't want to get too deep into that game. Tennessee has been improving every week on defense. Um, Jeremy Pruitt has that team looking better. Um, Tennessee started out rough to finish the season out seven and five, and be, to be able to go to a bowl game. From looking at the way they started the season out, everybody counted Tennessee out, but they won um, the games. They've improved over the weeks. Eric Gray, the freshman, ran for 246 yards on 25 carries, three touchdowns. So he um, shows. Uh, uh, the Tennessee fans, a little bit of hope that Tennessee will be better next year. They do have uh, the freshman quarterback uh, coming back. Um, they do have uh, the freshman quarterback, Maurer. They do have Garantano. I think he has another year, but I really feel like he won't be there. Uh, I wonder what's going to happen to Jawan Jennings uh, stumping on uh, the, the Vanderbilt receiver's head. I mean, that, to me, that was, that was a bit much um, – I feel like the NCAA will step in and will um, issue some type of punishment um, to the wide receiver, veteran wide receivers. That at, at that, you're, I mean, you're the leader of the team. You're one of the older guys on the team. You should set the example for the younger guys. But it doesn't does not look like uh, Jawan Jennings. He may be frustrated because of the season that they had, um, but but that's 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 still no excuse to to stump on a guy's helmet. Um, Stuff on a guy's helmet, head who's who doesn't have a helmet on. Um, going to the Georgia, uh, Georgia Tech game. Georgia comes out of this game, um, kind of battered, kind of kind of bruised up, kind of uh, depleted on the offensive side of the ball. Um, they won fifty-two to seven. Jake from fourteen of twenty-nine, um, under fifty percent of his passes. If you look at some of Jake from a lot of Jake Fromm's games this year, a lot of games he has been under 50% in completions. In in, in under 50% in completions and it's like Georgia on offense, I mean, that game they were depleted. DeAndre Swift goes out of the game with a shoulder injury and then Joe uh Pickens the freshman um fighting uh, during the game, he's out there fighting and, and gets suspended for the first half of the SEC game. So that's going to be something to look at later on. I'll get deeper into that as we get into, you know, the conference game uh, podcast episode. I'm going to talk about the SEC. It's going to be the last thing I talk about, but I'm going to talk about all the important conference games that's going on on this weekend that's coming up in this final week of uh, conference play. 
Moving on to the next game, which is the next to last game. We're getting closer to the game that I really want to talk about, the Texas A&M and LSU game. Listen, no doubt about it, um, LSU's defense stepped up big time in this game. They showed the defense that everybody expected them to have this year. They showed that they still can play defense. They had three interceptions. Kellen Mond went 10 for 30, only 92 yards. They held them to under 100-yard passing. Um, Isaiah Spiller, they held them to under 100 yards rushing. Um, Basically, they held them to under, I want to say, just about 150, 170 total yards somewhere in there. And LSU just showed – uh, that they're going into the playoffs right now with a strong defense. Um, and Joe Burrow, I mean, he he did his thing once again, 352 yards, uh, three touchdowns. Edwards Hilaire had an 87 had an 87 yard game, one touchdown. Uh, Tyrion David uh, Tyrion Davis Price <clears throat> had 24 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Chase went off once again, 197 yards for two touchdowns, seven receptions. Um, he's been the the catalyst to that receiving core all year. He's been the man for that receiving core all year. Hats off to him um, for his improvement over the over the off season, over the summer, and 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 bringing it into the season. And he has been. Um, hands down, this year in college football, the best receiver in college football. Still not the best receiver in the draft this year, but he is the best receiver in college football. And we can argue on that all day, every day. Uh, and I'll argue with you twice a week on if you would like to. He's not the best receiver in the draft, although he is the best receiver in college football this year. It's not C.D. Lamb for a lot of folks who believe it's C.D. Lamb. Jerry Judy is not the best receiver in college this year. Um is 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 hands down Chase. Chase has been the best guy um catching the football this year. So LSU building and going into the um SEC championship deep playing good defense and I feel like this is this this SEC championship is going to be better than everybody thinks it is. I feel like if LSU loses, they still make the playoffs. If Georgia loses, uh, whoever is behind them at five and six, it's a debate on whether they win their conference championship, um, who will be in the playoffs from those two teams behind the four spot. So, uh, to me, if Georgia wins, they're in the playoff. LSU wins, they're in the playoffs. Now you still have two SEC teams in the college football playoffs as it has been probably, I want to say, at least three to four times so far. I want to say two to three times. Uh, Either way it goes, um, two SEC teams have been in there more than not um, so far. Moving on to the game that I really want to talk about the most, um, I was in Jordan-Hare. I was at the game. I was there. Man, the atmosphere was was awesome. Um, It was electric. It was... It was my first Iron Bowl, um, going to the Iron Bowl. And I can tell you, man, it's a different feeling than watching it at home. It's, to me, honestly, if, if I'm going to go to any games, I want to go to the bigger game. I don't want to go to any more games that I can sit at home and watch Alabama slaughter teams on TV. No, I want to go to the games where they're playing games like this one. And this game, everybody got their money's worth. Everybody got their money's worth. Going into this game, nobody expected 
um, this to be the 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 high scoring game that it was. Um, I didn't expect Auburn to score 48 points, and with Alabama, I didn't expect them to score 45. I, I expected Alabama to score 27 points and Auburn to maybe score 20. Um, and the reason I say that because I had been telling everybody uh, Mac Jones is better than everybody thinks he is. And when I watched that game, I watched that game, Mac Jones, he was poised in the pocket. He was he was cool, calm, and collected. I mean, he did throw two interceptions for touchdowns. He did give up two defensive touchdowns. But at the same time, I mean, nobody has thrown four touchdowns on Auburn this year. Nobody has had had has thrown the ball the way he has this year, looked as poised in the pocket um, as he has this year against Auburn. I mean, the only quarterback that I saw that played against Auburn that looked good was Joe Burrow, um, and that was in Baton Rouge. But to go into Jordan Hare, the way Mac Jones did to drive the ball down to, you know, inside the 20-yard line and give your team a 30-yard field goal to tie the game and possibly stop Auburn on defense and maybe get the ball back to win the game, have a game-winning drive, you have to applaud um, Mac Jones for the way he played in that game. Nobody expected him to play that way. Bo Nix um, went into the game. He had a good game, um, 15 of 30, 173 yards, had 44 rushing yards, ran the ball when he needed to run the ball. Uh, Whitlow had a 100-yard rushing game um, for Auburn. Seth Williams, three receptions, 66 yards. The two interceptions, in my opinion, is what really hurt Alabama from winning that game. Um, but you 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 got to respect a young man like Mac Jones because to throw two interceptions and still keep your team in the game and give your chance to a team a chance to tie and or win the game is is big in my opinion. Najee Harris went off, man. I mean, he was running like a grown man. I don't think it was a defensive back that wanted to tackle him. He was running through them watching that game. Um, Najee Harris. It has has really picked it up these last three or four weeks, um, especially since Tua has gone down. Henry Ruggs, six receptions, 99 yards and a touchdown. Um, Jalen Waddle, he put the world on notice, man. I mean, this dude uh, had a kick return um, of 90. I want to say it was a 96, 97-yard kick return um, for a touchdown. Then he comes back and scores three receiving touchdowns with 98 uh, yards added to his 132 um, total return yards. Jalen Waddle was on a mission. And watching that game, uh, him in that game, I feel like he's going to be uh, – people are going to have problems with him next year because he showed in that game that he's not just a return guy. He's not just an excitement guy, but he's improved on his receiving skills, on his hands, the catch that he made um, – towards the sideline of the end zone where he caught the ball um and had had the 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 ability to get one foot in and hold on to the ball as he's going out of bounds that out of bounds that fast shows you that Jalen Waddle has been working um um the best receiver in this game and I feel like um Jerry Judy did did hit, hit a lot of his targets were taken away this year um, due to the ability to spread the ball. Um, and I know he was the biggest factor this year, but Alabama had to do a lot more spreading the ball this year because, I mean, with Alabama, you cannot key on one receiver. And if you do, you're just freeing up the, you're just freeing up the other 
uh, four receivers because you've got Judy, you've got Water, you've got Smith, uh, you've got Ruggs, um, you've got Najee Harris coming out of the backfield receiving the football. So you you got a lot to play with. But this is what I want to talk about. You know, towards the end of the game, um, and, and I give it to Auburn. They won that game. Um, there was a there was a horrible call before halftime of giving Auburn a field goal because I didn't know when you got a first down with one second left, you give a team time to bring in that field goal unit, to bring in that field goal unit with no timeouts. Um, that was confusing. Um, the whole play at the end of the game with the 12th man on the field, that was confusing as well. Um, great, great, great job by Gus Malzahn to cause that much confusion where Alabama – he did something Alabama was not prepared for. So you have to respect him in that sense. He In that moment, he really outcoached Nick Saban. But I, I try not to be biased on my show. I try not to um, be that guy. Um, especially, man, like I'm, I'm, that, I'm that fan or I'm that person that if your team loses, I don't bother anybody, I don't mess with anybody, you know. Um, and and I, I, me, honestly, I expect the same respect, but everybody uh, will not do what you do. So from here on out, um, nobody team is safe when they lose with me because when Alabama lost, man, and, and it's easy to deal with it at home, you know, when the fans are, are walking. I mean, when you got one or two or three Auburn fans in there and they're happy, they're cheering. But when you've got to leave the stadium and you see those thousands and thousands of people walking around screaming War Eagle, I had to, in order to get where we needed to go to get to our car, we had to walk through Toomer's Corner. And that was, to me, the worst experience ever <laughs> as an Alabama fan. Um, to see that, to see them rolling the trees and all of that crap, I just didn't like it at all. I'm just going to be honest. But here's my problem. Here's my problem. Why is everybody saying that Alabama's dynasty is over? Why is everybody beginning to question the fact that can Nick Saban still coach? Because even the year he got beat um, by – uh, the Ohio State team, do you not realize that that was a two-loss season? Do you not realize that we had a two-loss season um, the year – no, I think it was a three-loss season the year that Auburn won um, the national championship. Do you guys not realize that Nick Saban has a young defense this year? He played eight, seven to eight, six to eight freshmen as a group this year. That's never happened since he's been there. So what is he doing? He's building a foundation, man. And and, and a lot of y'all are saying the dynasty is over. Oh, LSU is going to take over. Oh, Auburn is about to take over. Y'all leaving out a lot of schools. Y'all leaving out Texas A&M. Y'all are leaving out Georgia. Y'all are leaving out Florida. Just because LSU had one good year, just because Auburn beat Alabama this year, don't assume that Nick Saban is done. He dealt with a lot of injuries on defense this year, and a lot of y'all are showing how disrespectful and, and really, to me, uh, not knowledgeable you are about this because if you was really knowledgeable about it, you would understand this, that Nick Saban is building another foundation to have a dominant defense because if he's playing six to eight freshmen this year, he has a top three recruiting class coming in 
where is the where, where where why is everybody so down? And I'm even listening to commentators. These people are professional people doing their job, saying, "Oh, Alabama's done." I get it. Everybody is saying, "Well, against um, in big games they have not performed." That's a lie because in the LSU game. They came within five points of winning that game. You take away the the twelfth man on the field uh, when we caught the interception. You take away that bull crap of a catch that they gave Moss. You uh, that that's something that doesn't happen. You take away the fumble. They win by by at least two touchdowns. You go into Auburn. You you take away that field goal. You take away two. And I know that those things happen. So it's not like you can't take them away. But in the back of my mind, if Auburn's defense does not score two touchdowns, Alabama wins that game. By two touchdowns, something nobody has done all year against Auburn, and I get it, I get it, I get it. Everybody is just, everybody is just so. Oh, what's gonna happen to Bama next? Can I tell you the problem as an Alabama fan? Y'all, we allow the media, not we, because I don't allow the media to do anything because I do my own research. Listen. Y'all allow the media to put Alabama up to a point where y'all have these expectations because the media has the expectations. But can I tell you what the media has been doing lately? The media has been really um, um, trying to pull Alabama down. The media does not want to see Alabama continue to win. Just like they don't want to continue to see Clemson win. They want to see somebody new in the national championship this year. They don't want to see another Alabama-Clemson game. And if Clemson wins another championship, guess what they're going to do? They're going to say, well, Clemson is the team to beat. And as soon as Clemson does something wrong or lose a game, guess what? They're going to crucify them. Kind of how we crucified Clemson this year when Clemson um, almost lost to North Carolina. I mean, when you're at the top, everybody – is aiming at you. So I get why everybody is just saying, oh, Bama lost two games. Do you know they lost two games the year before they won the national championship to Ohio State? They come in, they beat Clemson. Clemson comes back and beat them the next year. The next year they come back and beat Georgia. Next year Clemson beat – I mean, you got to see this, man. Y'all cannot just say Nick Saban is done. That's disrespectful to the greatest coach in college football. That's real disrespectful. And I'm pretty sure – like, I'm listening to the fan base of Alabama. Some of them, some, some of the some of the, the some wannabe fans fire Nick Saban. So a two-loss season with all of the injuries that Alabama had is is a year you say fire Nick Saban? Do you not realize Alabama is set up for the next two or three years to probably win the SEC and possibly a national championship or two? But no, we we look at the fact that we had to deal with injuries they had. But it, neither, neither, that's neither here nor there. Listen, this weekend of college football we're going to discuss – the conference SEC championship, I mean, the SEC championship, Big Ten championship, Big 12 championship, Pac-12 championship, all of those conference championships will have an effect on the playoff rankings um, after this weekend. So I just want to let you know that you've been tuned in with me for the past 23, 24 minutes. This is your host, Chris. 
I appreciate you sacrificing your time with me. Yes, Alabama lost. Yes, I'm upset a little bit because I'm sick of the critics and all of this Alabama dynasty is over. But I cannot be biased. Auburn won the game. Hats off to them. They're the Iron Bowl champions. We got to listen to that crap for another 360, maybe two days. But I cannot wait to see them again. Listen, you've been with me for the past few minutes. This is your host, Chris. Thank you for tuning in with me. This is Spit That Game. I'll see I won't see y'all, but y'all will hear from me on Friday before the conference championship game. No, Thursday, because I think conference championship games begin on Friday. But y'all have been tuning in with me. This is your host, Chris. Peace out.